It's like the fastest two hours in sports radio, filling in for greedy Peggy Kaczynski and Barstool Chief. That was a fun two hours. We had so much to talk about from getting back after Christmas. I don't know how we started talking about Derek Rose and what he gave his women in his life for Christmas. And then we got into Bears and Bad Santa, Santa Brawl, Bad Bears fans, whatever it was. I mean, what a what a packed show. Let's bring in Carmen. Carmen, Merry Christmas, buddy. How Merry are you? Merry Christmas. I'm great. Both of you guys, hello. Good to uh, see Chief. Peggy, nice to talk to you. Happy holidays. And you as well. How were yours with the uh, kiddos? At they home? were good. They were good. Uh, I, we were uh, out of town for a little while. Some were warm, so that was nice. There you go. Yeah. Down in Florida with it, Peggy? It, it was. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> no, because it's mind. not warm yeah. here. <laughs> I want to go back somewhere warm, I'll tell you. Um, no, yeah, we were away for a little bit, and the kids had a nice Christmas and got everything they wanted. And uh, I'm addicted to uh, the Star Wars game that I've been playing on uh, my son's new Oculus. I think I'm going to play it more than he is. Okay. So, yeah, All right. Pretty good. And you gave Santa uh, the forwarding address hey, wherever you dude, did your Christmas. I'm telling you, I am like a, uh, I'm, I'm just a kid. I mean, yeah. I really am. I'm playing a Star Wars game in virtual reality, and I think it's awesome. So. It's like, let me open that first, uh, it's actually. It's ridiculous yeah. that I'm 46 <laughs> years old. It's just, I'm standing there thinking to myself, this can't possibly be. I was having that same conversation with my sister, because I'm 36 now, and she's almost 40. It's like, what? How Where'd it go? I don't feel that much older, but here we are. I remember thinking of my dad at 40, like, damn, he's so yeah. old. Yeah. I, I they were older back then, they I guess, were, though. Uh, they know? were older back yeah. then. They were, and I was talking about my grandparents, too, because yeah. now my, my parents are in their 60s. But so were my grandparents. And I remember when I was a kid, like, they are so old. Now they are smoking you know, a couple packs a day. Well, yeah, that, that <laughs> that yeah. So that might have been a factor. But, yeah, but it's... Uh, a couple packs a day since she was 11. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so, but my parents don't seem nearly as old as my grandparents it's did. Wild. So it's, 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 it's weird getting old. It's a weird thing. My, my daughter says to me, and sort of my, my son says to me all the time, Mom, my, my friends can't believe how old you are. <laughs> like, Thanks. Yeah. I'm like, wait, is that a compliment? Like, seriously? They're like, no, yes, it is. I'm like, because I don't like talking about birthdays because it's fun up until you're about 40. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, yeah. Oh, you know. I think it's way younger than that. I think it's even younger than 40. I, I, I do. I agree. I think 20. I've never liked my birthday all the way going back to when I was seven. I remember having a party and be like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. When I was <laughs> really? Seven. Yeah. And then so then it's like the next one, like 16 is big. And then 21 is big. And after that, I just I have not cared about a birthday in 15 years. I feel like after 30, especially. Yeah. Like, oh, just the inevitable yeah. is happening. Oh, really? No, yeah. I don't. I, well, I didn't get married until my mid thirties. Yeah. So I was still, I was still celebrating. You're the birthday big queen. Time. <laughs> Did yeah, you have a birthday mean, month, Peggy? Were you a birthday party, month person? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Yurko's I, a big birthday month person. He likes he to really? celebrate all of August. Yeah. Okay. He, I, mean, he, he, I mean, he really like lays it on thick okay. in August. All right. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's when my birthday is in August. Yeah. You guys are close. Do a joint birthday month party yeah, next yeah you year. guys should we should do just like a big joint party for you guys it's a good how idea. old is yurko yurk is now what 56 i think is that right mm. uh, you're your co-host or, <laughs> i know i'm uh, 55 he's 55 because i believe he was born in 67 so that, that puts sounds, yurko at 55 yeah right yeah, oh. right. nine yeah. years older than me so yeah 55 oh. double nickel and how, yeah 
How old is uh, Tommy Waddle? Waddle will be 56 in February, I think. Is I, that right? I think that's right, yep. I wow. think, yeah, because I think he's just a few months older than Yurko. Damn. Wow. I know. That's scary. Well, you know what's scarier is that I'm the oldest one on the air, I think. It is scary. Jeez Louise. <laughs> Let's change this topic. It's the only place where I feel young. <laughs> oh, Lord Almighty, please. Let's bring in that young guy, and he's almost 37 years old. I love it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Right? Oh, my God. You're like, I have nothing in common with Peggy. Absolutely. We've had a nothing. nice time. Yeah. <laughs> Carmen's used to it. Carmen, when Carmen was starting at the station, uh, when I was here the first time around, and yeah. he was such a young gun oh, back yeah. then. Oh, oh I, my god! I remember the it was Carmen, like and, Sil- Carmen yeah. and Sylvie show. See? That was I loved the Carmen we, and Sylvie show we back in the young. day. Yeah, we were, we were just kids, man. Yeah, you guys ago. were like Black and Abdallah. You did the nighttime yes. show for a while, and it was a riot. We it, did. It was. You guys are going to do a show together this week, We're right? We're doing two together. Sylvie, so Sylvie and Meller are in today in their normal slot. Um, they'll be down in a couple hours. And then Sylvie and I are doing noon to four tomorrow. And then we're also doing 10 to one on Thursday. So, yeah, old home week. We nice. Got little, we got the reunion shows going for a few days this week. So that'll be fun. Starting tomorrow. Nice. Yeah. Did you hear us talking about uh, Tua? And uh, my suggestion is to do the golf, what they do with golf. You know, like, the golf must get a ton of really stupid messages when people they think must. that they see an infraction. So yes. they, there's got to be a way that you can just, you know, scroll through and be like, hey, maybe we should take a look at this again, you know, when it comes to the NFL. Because people are spotting it now at home before any concussion protocol guy is spotting it. On the field. Which I don't know how that's possible with all that they've tried to put in this. And I yeah. know they don't. I think that there's that I don't know how sincere they are. I think they just want they don't want to get sued again. And they want it to appear that they that they care. But they've put all these protocols in place and they continue to flub it. Like, it's kind of shocking. The two thing is sad. I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, you, you're getting to a point here, guys. You hate to say it, but. There's not much football left in his future at this rate. It, at 24 I mean, years yeah. old or whatever he is, yeah. So it sucks you gotta, to say, but. it does. Yeah, you gotta you gotta protect him. You gotta you know, and it, and it it's you have to be maybe have a, a even higher abundance of caution. Yeah, where it's like I don't care if he says he's fine, like he's probably not. Don't you have to really wonder like how much he'll be able to play again this year, if at all? Yeah, we were talking about that, and they got a big game, and he's right now he's listed as questionable, uh, but you would think that he would be out. And then their last game is January eighth. Uh, against the Jets, and, and in theory, those are both playoff games. Yeah. Like, they're right, you know, yeah. so it's like, how do you balance that? And it's like, you probably balance it by just having them sit out. It's crazy. It's so. Teddy Bridgewater time. Yeah. It's, it is. Teddy Two Gloves. Here we go. Exactly. Here we go. Teddy Two Gloves yep. time. To save you guys, the, day. The, the uproar, if Tua plays, uh, yeah, the it's... uproar would be, there's no way the NFL could handle that. There is no way they cannot do it. Yeah. They cannot do Especially it. Especially this week. I mean, I, I I don't know how they would be able to pull that off. I, yeah, this week it seems like a, a foregone collusion, right? at least to me, that he should be out. But it is one of those things where I always try to be cautious with opinions about that. I don't know anything about the brain. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a neurologist. I'm not a trainer. I don't know one single thing other than he's, what his history is. So yeah, uh, I hope that he's able to come back and be healthy and play. But, you know. You got to be careful. It sucks for them. Yeah. That's for sure. And I, I, I don't know. I mean, like, did Tua throw three fourth quarter picks because he was concussed? I, I'm with you, Chief. Like I, that. Those are hard questions to answer. Right. I mean, we can. 
I really have no idea. Um, I don't know that anybody could properly answer those types of questions. But the what's bad, the, like the bad look here is that they keep seemingly missing this, especially with a player that now has had yeah. this uh, happen very publicly, unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, earlier in the season. You saw that in the way it was kind of flubbed. Now, you know, to, to, to think about the way he played Sunday, to think about the way that second half went, to think that a day later he was placed into the concussion protocol and he finished that entire second half, and it's like, uh, y- yikes. Yeah. I mean, that they're all missing it and that the, the, the implications and ramifications for the Dolphins, which maybe should be secondary because you want the guy's head to be okay. And you want the guy to be okay. But the other factor is, like, the business on the field for the Dolphins, and they're probably not going to have their quarterback. And then you wonder... How much of that did contribute to him playing so poorly in that second half? Because that, that fourth quarter was like abysmal. Yeah. yeah. And you're yeah. sitting there going, what in the world is happening right now? Right. And what then happened? you find out yeah. a day later, right? Like, yeah, ah, it's, it's, it's yeah. crazy. Yep. So. I think doctors, I think doctors are going to tell him. I think doctors are going to tell him that he should not play that. I mean, you got to give the brain a, a break. Um, I remember back in, in what was it? 2011 when hunter hillenmeyer retired Mm -hmm. because of the he never returned from his last concussion you know um and i was just trying to remember i I thought that there was a number as to like you can't have three concussions or or something like that i i I know that there's not a number to it but and i also think there's degrees you know and i i know that's why it's a tough like murkier area right because i think if it's like an actual number I think you're probably having guys who are getting some kind of concussion basically every game. Yeah, you know, and it's but you don't. It doesn't necessarily meet the threshold, but if you add those up, uh, it 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 makes an impact. So it'd almost be impossible to play the sport like if you were going to start putting a number on cancel football. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how you. I don't know how you would do it. I really. Well, the problem and the problem with that is that um, oftentimes, you know, I mean, think about. Think about the lower levels of football. Oh yeah, it wasn't even counted. You know, yeah. at the high school level, you don't you don't go into college and they ask you how many concussions have you had. You know, so I yeah, have a it's, theory. Even though I already yeah. said I don't know anything about concussions, I think that, and I you know I think like a lot of people played high school football, and I just don't think that the athletes are good enough, big enough, strong enough to generate the force to create consistent situations where you're going to get concussed like you do in the NFL and because guys are just running so fast the impact levels are so high because they're so big so fast like you just you get less of it in high school I'm not hitting people this the way that they're hitting in the NFL they're pretty big and fast though maybe yeah. not when we were kids as much but yeah. man today yeah. like you almost like the elite programs like you don't even find linemen that are below like 280 anymore no I in, in high yeah. school it's like yeah. right in the world yeah right. it's crazy uh, they're monsters you yeah. know and so that but they're not running four twos and you know yeah, they're not running not, 18 miles an hour not as getting much. In car wrecks basically not every play much. so I, I i wonder if that is a, a piece of it but yeah you're right it's something that should be looked at mm. well it'll be interesting carmen what do you got coming up um, so we're going to talk, uh, like you guys, kind of spread it around here a little bit. There's a lot happening. Uh, we'll talk some bulls here with Joe Colley in about 15 minutes. That was. Uh, oh, that should be an, that should be a fun discussion. <laughs> yeah, see, see if Joe thinks uh, if he agrees with Charles Barkley, it's time to blow up the bulls. That's it. Blow it all up. I agree. Up. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, yeah, it's like okay. I I can't even muster much enthusiasm for it anymore. I mean, last night was ugly though. That's a bad look Ugh. at home against. Uh, against the nine-win Rockets team last night. So we'll talk some Bulls. They got a game tomorrow. I don't know if anything 
qualifies or constitutes a big game for the Bulls at this point. But they play the Bucks tomorrow, so we'll do that. Um, I've got year-end uh, review trivia. We're going to give some stuff away with that. We'll talk Bears, Lions, NFL, Tua. Dan Campbell talked about uh, getting kicked in the face. I love listening to Dan Campbell. Oh, uh, I love how he tries to spin things. No, it's good. We got our, di- you know, I almost said it. Excuse me. <laughs> we got our, you know what's kicked in by the Panthers. It's a it's, it's perfect. wake-up call that we it's needed. A, yeah, yeah, we needed that yeah. way. It's all great. It's all good. Yeah. I, I love Dan Campbell. God bless him. He tries so hard. Um, so, yeah, a lot of NFL, some basketball, urine review stuff. And, uh, and then Meller and Sylvia are going to come down at like 1.30 and, I'll stay with them till about two thirty. So and it's kind of like a free for all these next yeah. few days. That's all. We're just having fun, recapping the year, talking NFL and stuff like that. So well, that's, that's what it. the holidays are. That's it why is. they brought in. We we weren't sure. We were such a hodgepodge on our la- our last uh, cross talk with Jesse and Tyler and and then me and Chief. And we were like, I don't even know if we're the B team or the C team yeah. or the you know whatever. It's, You're the B-plus team, the A-minus team. What are you talking about? There's no C team. Stop it. Stop yourself. How dare you? I know. C for How chief. Let's get him out of here. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to. Sorry, chief. I'm not. That sounded terrible. I'm sorry. But you're right. It's the holidays. It's just free-for-all time. So yeah, we'll have totally. as much fun as possible. All right. Well, I'm going to go um, maybe uh, enjoy the sunshine here. Uh, it's finally come out after a week. So. That's good. Peggy's got a surf Pe- lesson in 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah, do you? So, yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. the temperature down there, Peggy? 52. That's not bad. It's better than here, I'll tell you that. No, it's supposed to get up to the 60s today. Oh, and then, beautiful. Yeah. That's what I'm I know. talking about. I know. All right, Carmen, have All a right, great Peg. show. Have a good Chief, New Year. I will talk to you tomorrow. This is Peggy and Barstool Chief filling in for Greeny ESPN 1000. We'll back at you tomorrow as well. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Bring Carmen and Yurko with you at home or in your office. Just tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Good to be back. I'm without my partner, though. Johnny Hanson's off uh, for the rest of the week. Hope everyone had a nice Christmas. Merck, Charlie, good to see you guys. Carl, Happy Hanukkah. You, Merry yeah, Christmas. good to have you back, Carl. I missed you guys. I did. I, di- I missed you guys. I was happy to see Randy's smiling face when I walked in. Charlie, same goes for you. It's good to be back on the air. It's been a little while. Yeah, this week will be fun. Now, Sylvie and I are doing a couple of shows together the next two days. He and Meller are uh, in their normal slot today. They're going to be down in like an hour and 10 or so. You don't need to hear me talk by myself for you know too long. So they'll be down like in an hour. We'll shoot the breeze. Uh, we're going to talk to Joe Colley here in about 12 minutes or so. We'll talk Bulls. They got the Bucks tomorrow. Sylvie's going to that game tomorrow night. Nice game to go to, to see Giannis. Uh, Bears go on the road this week. Two games left. Mercifully, that's all I can say. I uh, I got home last week and I went back. I watched a little bit of the Bears game actually uh, in Mexico. Um, plenty of uh, options to get NFL actually, and the great thing is that you get the Spanish broadcast for all of them. Really? Yes, it was pretty. It was pretty great actually. You, could you have the English broadcast? Or? I couldn't. I don't think so. The Spanish broadcast everywhere I looked. Every time I put on ESPN, it was just the Deportes. It would. But and I watched some NBA with the Spanish broadcast. I was in. The, it's a man, It's fantastic. I was in Cancun for the second Giants Patriots Super Bowl, and it was the same thing. We couldn't find it anywhere, no. so we just watched. It, and I was taking Spanish at the time. My dad was like, "You'll learn Spanish this way." That's the I best didn't learn way any to learn. Spanish, no. but. 
But it's yeah. a fun way to watch the game. You're, you know, like you kind of understand it anyway. You, you know what you're looking at. You, you know what the, you sort of know what the announcers are saying. And they have so much enthusiasm. It's really fantastic. So I watched a little bit of that game and then came back and uh, watched the entire thing. And of course, can you, were you watching the game like at the pool? Um, no, no. It, and I, so I watched the World Cup final in the lobby. Okay. Uh, which was a f- pretty fun experience because yep. it was packed with people watching that. And then they had football on in the lobby televisions all day after that and then back up in the room a little bit too. They had like their version. I was able to find sort of like uh, an NFL network version of Red Zone. I mean, not like the Red Zone, not Hanson, not Siciliano, but a different, I'm assuming just an international feed off of the NFL network that sort of did... It was like two guys in the studio sort of talking, and then they would show you some highlights, and then they put the board up, and, okay, here's what's going on with the scores, and then a few more highlights. You know what I mean? It was one of those. It was sort of like just an instant reaction highlight show, not exactly Red Zone. That was in English. So I did uh, sort of watch that, but actually caught a little bit. Like all the primetime games and all the big games that were on uh, were all the Spanish broadcasts, and I watched uh, here and there. Listen, the, 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 my my takeaway from catching up on Bears Eagles, I watched Bears Bills. Um, like I said, like mercifully, this season's going to come to an end. I'm not mad. That that's like, I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, this season has been bizarre, uh, and I'm not mad. And they're going to finish with three or four wins. I don't maybe they, it's probably better if they don't get the four at this point. We've already kind of documented that. And that only is more true now after the Texans pulled off an upset win. Like it just behooves them to stay exactly. It does. I, I know oh, you cheer for losses. I, 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 I whatever. At this, I mean, at I mean, this I mean, point, at this point, it's senseless for them to win another football game. I mean, it just is. And like, that's going to set an all-time mark for futility in franchise history. You know the Bears have never lost. I mean, I, I say this. Well, I don't know why I'm surprised. Bears have never lost nine in a row. It's hard to lose nine straight games in the NFL. They have never in 100-plus years of football lost nine in a row. I would think they're going to lose nine in a row. I think they lose. To the, Detroit's got a lot to play for this weekend. Um, they should just, when it's all said and done, lose 10 in a row, right? I mean, it, it would be completely senseless for them to win another football game at this point. And I know Yurko's whole like learning how to lose and or, or learning how to win and letting lo- you know like losing set. No, I don't want a loser's mentality. And I, but I'm not upset about this season in a bizarre way. They're going to finish with three victories probably. I'll be upset next year if they have three victories after Christmas. I'll be upset two years from now if they're not in the playoffs. This should be a playoff team in 2024, right? That should be the goal. That's the vision right now. You're going to have a first or a second pick. You're going to have $100 million in cap space. They might not make the playoffs next year. But if you're not a playoff team in 2024, then I'll be upset. Then I'll be irate. Then I'll rant and rave. Right now, it's like I put it on on Sundays to watch Justin Fields. Other than that, there's quite literally nothing to watch on this team. Maybe a little bit of Jaquan Brisker. I like what I see out of Jaquan Brisker. Okay. There, there is not one other thing to watch, and I, I think I think I'll, I think there is some truth to the you know you don't want to you don't want to learn how to lose kind of what Yurko says, but for a locker room that is going to experience as much turnover as they are over the next couple of years, I'm not sure if the learning how to lose thing 
is going to hold the way it, it might for other franchises. You, you, know, you, don't, you don't want it to affect Justin Fields because he's important. Other than that, there is going to be a tremendous amount of roster turnover. There's a lot of roster turnover no matter what, especially when you're on a bad team and when you're a bad franchise and a rebuilding franchise. Are you, are you convinced that Iberflus is good? No. Okay. I mean, has, not by has any there stretch. Been anything you have seen this year, I, I, I did, either way that has said, like, I said, I two things like, I'll point to, Merck, are the way they came out and won a game and actually hung in another against maybe the best team in the conference with extra time to prepare. I think a good indication of the coaches that are somewhat prepared and know how to spend valuable. There's really no down or off time during an NFL season. Don't get me wrong. But like the coaches that do well with extra time, show me something. And when you look at the coaches that historically have good records with extra time to prepare, it's no surprise that it consists of a group that we consider some of the best, brightest minds in the business. John Harbaugh, Mike Tomlin, Andy Reid, Bill Belichick. Of course, Matt Eberflus isn't those guys. But that, like when you ask me the question, have I seen anything? That's all I can point to. Is that enough? It's the one thing I can point to. The Bears did reasonably well in a couple of moments where they had extra time. What there's what else could there's nothing else to point to. Nothing. In his defense, they have a bad roster. That roster only got worse after trades and injuries. They have zero depth. They have I mean, who are the playmakers? Name the playmakers at any level of this defense right now. And a defense that's been so unbelievably bad the last six, seven weeks. There are no difference makers. And there are a couple of young guys that you, like you're slightly encouraged by and you hope that they continue to get better. And I mentioned Brisker and Gordon, who's flashed a little bit here in the last couple of days. There are no impact players anywhere at any level truly on this defense right now. How do you judge Matt Eberflus's defense? And, and any semblance of impact players are getting shut down. Like Jalen Johnson I mean. like, ended his season. Sanborn was nice. And then, you know, he's, he's season over. That's it. Trades, injuries, no depth. What can I really judge like Matt Eberflus on? The, the only positive thing I'll say is what they did after the Washington game and what they did after that bye. And at least sort of hung with the Eagles for a little while and made the game close and somewhat competitive. That's it. They look like adults. Like, I think that's kind um, of an important part. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't they know, look like, prepared for the most part. I feel like that's probably true. Like, Mostly I, I watched, buttoned up and prepared, right? I mean, they're just I, a really bad roster, you guys. I mean, they're really bad. That game on Sunday, it's one of those games where you just, you, you honestly, like, you can't wait for it to be over, right? Like, it's, it's painful. Like, when you look at what Justin's trying to do and who he's playing with on offense, are you kidding me? Like, honestly. The, 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 the discrepancy in talent between that and the other good teams in this league or the good offenses or the highly functioning offenses, are you kidding? I, it's, it's brutal. Carm, t- tell me if, you're, if I'm wrong here. I was watching 
the Eagles Cowboys game. Just action. Backup quarterback, uh, what, uh, Minshew, whoever was. Gardner Minshew. Yeah, I was rooting for just because the whole tie in was. It's hard Mike. not to cheer for well, Gardner you know, Minshew. He, Mike Leach. Mike yeah. Leach, and, you know, he, he was yeah. so tight with him, and his speech was great at the yeah, you know, yeah. eulogy. Um, hard not like, to cheer for him. I, I, I don't. The, if the Bears are so far away from that right now. Like That's what I mean. Like, yeah. from having anything on offense yes. that looks like or the even, Philadelphia yeah, Eagles. Or just even are any you sort kidding? of. Impact player on defense. Or, 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 please, I mean, like anything that looks like what the Vikings have offensively, what the Lions have offensively. Like, honestly, this will be a good, like this week, we'll, we'll, you'll see it. The discrepancy in talent between what the Lions can trot out on offense and what the Bears have, it's, 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 it's putrid. And they're, they're a tough watch. And if not, like, for literally only watching Justin do some exciting things, there is zero, zero to get excited about or to really care about, quite frankly, with this Bears team. But I'm not mad. It's okay. They're rebuilding. They knew they were going to be brutal. And the minute you started trading guys and then the attrition that happens within an NFL, an NFL season happened, like, this is what you're left with. You're left with backups everywhere, everywhere on the field. Almost across every positional group, you are left with backups and third-string players. And this is what you get. It won't be all right a year from now. It certainly won't be, on, it certainly won't be all right two years from now. But for now, it's like, hey, it's the, it's the march to the end. Let it be done with, over. Hopefully the Bears have the first pick or the second pick, and then we watch the playoffs, boys. We watch the rest of the NFL playoffs, and we're entertained that way. Because uh, this is, it's just tough. And you get into the second halves of games, and it's almost like, just end it already so I can watch other stuff. I'd rather watch the other games. 312-332 ESPN. Uh, if you want to jump in and join us today, we'll kind of spread it around a little bit. We'll talk some NFL Bears. Um, big picture thoughts uh, for the postseason, which thankfully will be here before we know it. Talk some Bulls with Joe Colley coming up next. You know, in like three more weeks, they'll be able to trade Zach Levine if they want. I don't think that's going to happen. But a lot of people have talked about blowing up the Bulls. You know, like the Barkley thing got a lot of play after he said it with Waddle and Silva. Was that about two weeks ago when Barkley was on? I mean, it got a lot of play around uh, social media and on the Internet. And like they've talked about it multiple times since then on TNT. Like, are the Bulls going to break things up? I don't know what exactly they're breaking up, but uh, we'll talk to Joe Colley about the polls coming up. And then I got trivia for everybody. Everybody loves trivia. All right. We'll do some trivia for uh, fabulous prizes because it's the season of giving. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000. Follow at Carmen DeFalco and at Yurko 64 on Twitter. Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You know, they, they should be a top four or five team in the Eastern Conference. There's some of the explosiveness of Jalen Green, who dropped it, and then a bad pass. So Iowa's off to a rough start. And out of front, Shengun goes the other way, the second year man out of Turkey. Barry Smith is their leading shot blocker. Slip pass to Smith, and he rolls it in for his first point. He's doing it at both ends, the 6'11 rookie out of Auckland. Why it's difficult to go up against some of the smaller guys that end up on him. 
Here is quarter for three. Right into the regular season, and they had all those back-to-back -back games. Yeah. And then when the Bulls had that, that stretch where we didn't have a lot of back-to-back -back games, able to put... Oh, oh there's Shagun right there. Oh, Vooch was wide open on yeah. the cut. I think Vucevic is a little frustrated there. Felt like he had done everything right in his pass. Backside, Jamari Smith. Easy putback. And... Ruba is in. Here is Porter dancing with White. That's another three by Kevin Porter Jr., who has drilled six of them tonight. It's Williams against Shagun. He can handle this. Good job by Williams. They force it back out for a Porter three. On three, two to shoot. Jalen Green forces. To the Rockets. They were riding a five-game losing streak with this young group playing with house money, as Stacey said. Played as such tonight. A lot of credit to Porter, who puts down 36 points his season high. Yikes. That was a nine-win Rockets team that ended the Bulls' modest three-game winning streak by outscoring the Bulls 69-53 in the second half. But, uh, I mean, Jalen Green, Kevin Porter, and Shangoon. 22 or younger, all three of them. I mean, Shangun and Jalen Green are 20. That's not even to mention Jabari either. I mean, not, like saying nothing of Jabari Smith, just those three. I wouldn't mind having those three to build around going forward. Who knows? Maybe they'll always suck. I mean, they're a 10-win team. I, I don't know. But I would love to have three players, 22 or younger, that look as good and athletic as those guys, especially on offense. I mean, Jalen Green is a blur. And without Caruso, there was very little resistance on the perimeter. Let's talk Bulls with Joe Colley. Covers the Bulls for the Sun-Times. He joins Carmen and Yurko now on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Happy holidays, Joe. How are you? Carm, happy holidays, buddy. How you been? Pretty good. Pretty good. You know, uh, I, I was just saying, like, I, I, I wouldn't mind having three players as young as the three we saw on display last night uh, for the Bulls going forward. I mean, like, it's... Their future seems a lot brighter, Joe, than the Bulls' future seems right now. And they're a 10-win team, for crying out loud. Yeah, and what if they can grab a certain 7-2 uh, French guy to uh, oh, go along with that group, too? I mean, then you're looking at something a little different for Houston. So, yeah, I mean, it's tough. I mean, look, we're 30-some games in. We just kind of crossed that, that Christmas Day threshold that the NBA covets so highly. And you kind of have to know at this point what you are. I mean, there's some, some teams that have turned things around at this point and, and played differently. We're seeing that in Brooklyn the last couple of weeks. And, but yeah. for the most part, you kind of have a good feeling of what you are. And, and and the scary thing about the Bulls is they still they still don't really know, are we the team that beat Boston twice in Milwaukee, or are we the team that's lost to San Antonio, Oklahoma City, uh, had a 150-burger put on us in Minnesota, lost to Houston last night. I mean, what what are we, what can we be, and, and, and which direction do we go? And that's the scary thing is, can you figure that out in the next month? Because then you have to start talking to other teams about 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 moves if, if you feel like you're you're out of this thing. Yeah, you know, uh, that's, uh, that's kind of why I wanted to have you on too, Joe. Like, what do you think here in the next month, like AK is going to be looking for to try and figure out which direction is going to make most sense for them? Like, is it just record? Is it just the bot? I don't know. Is it, is it, is it the way they're playing? What, what exactly is he going to be monitoring over the next, let's say three or four weeks? Well, un unfortunately to me, the thing that they keep holding on to is, is Lonzo ball. And, and, mm. and they feel like he cures a lot more than I think he does cure. Now, do, does he make them better without question? A healthy Caruso and a healthy Lonzo ball 
as far as two-way players and what they can do, especially Lonzo Ball, what he does. You know, maybe not scoring-wise as a two-way player, but the intangibles he brings, rebounding, you know, the outlet pass, uh, getting the break going, you know, the corner three. I mean, he just does so many things that, that they are hurting in right now. Um, but you can't base your turnaround on hope, and hopefully they're not doing that. Uh, the problem is because they aren't talking to the media despite requests, we don't know their accountability level. So we don't know if this is a group because, you know, again, this is a new thing. We haven't seen them with, with feet to the fire. What's the reaction? Are they in love with their own creation more than they should be? Are they being realistic about this thing and are going to admit, yeah, mistakes were made. We're going we're gonna to man up and come out and admit mistakes were made, whether that's in our moves, or in our actions, or in our words um, after those actions. Or are they just holding on to hope? And then really what difference are, uh, from the, are they the old regime which yeah. fell in love with their creation way too long. And so, you know, that, that, that's the unknown. But I will say this. The sense, I had a chance to talk to Vooch. I think it was in New York or wherever. Uh, it was out by the games because it was such a seemingly long road trip, even though it was four games. But um, one of the things he said is basically we're in must-win mode. And not because of the big 82-game picture, because he understands what the business is. If you're not winning by mid-January – after the money that they've they've spent and and the and the promise of, con, of continuity, then it's going, probably going to pieces are going to get moved and it's probably going to get taken apart one way or the other. And so um, that so when a vet talks about we're in must win mode and it's late December, that tells you something. Is there any hope for Lonzo returning anytime soon? Anyway, no, I don't think so. I I, I don't think so. I would be shocked. You know, if he's not up and running and, and yeah. running and jumping and cutting by. By February, it's going to go past the trade deadline, so you're not going to get that information yeah. um, for the for the look of your team. But if he at, at some point, you just have to say, "We just got to shut you down." I mean, what, what's the end of March going to do this team? You know what I mean? It's just yeah. at some point, just get healthy. And you know the fact that they're still looking for, for with other doctors and, and talking to specialists in the in the good thing. It, that's just yeah. not a good thing. Not at all. Uh, as far as what you said about this regime not t- doing a lot of talking publicly right now or going on the record and talking with you guys, is that followed a, a similar trend from years past, Joe, or is it a little bit different this year and why? Well, we were all too busy patting them on the rump because of all the great mm. job they did early on flipping this roster. Um, so th- they weren't called out to the carpet to talk about it, except, you know, Arturis always did. Uh, a fall camp, and then he did a, reluctantly, uh, post-trade deadline talk, and then he would do something, you know, to wrap up the season. Um, because, but, but, and that's all that was kind of asked, because mm. things were going well, we understood the plan. Well, things aren't going well now. And, and now, when, you, when you, you're opening press conference, I went back and looked at what he said. He talked about how he's a good communicator, and how he's this and this and this. we got to see it. I mean, this, this isn't Denver. And, and for Mark Eversley, this isn't Nike. I mean, you, can, you can't hide from this. It's been disastrous as far as what they thought they should do in the offseason and this continuity and maxing Zach and Lonzo Ball, a healthy Lonzo Ball will cure all. And it, it, it's been a disaster, and someone has to answer to it. Joe Colley joining us from the Sun Times. It's Carmen and York on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Last time we talked, the season was starting. It was weird the way that started with Zach Levine, and all of a mm-hmm. sudden he was going to be on uh, restriction. And the game, we, I mean, it was just like, whoa, it seemed like it came out of left field. 
Um, here we are. We fast forward now. He's played 29 games. Scoring is down a little bit. Uh, hasn't shot the ball as well. What's going on with Zach? Has it just been a, a slow recovery from uh, uh, an offseason injury, Joe? And, and is he trending in a better direction, in your opinion, at all? I don't think the injury was slow. I think the normal routine was slowed down because of the injury. Um, and to me and people I've talked to, there's been a mental component, not just the physical component. I'm not saying he doesn't feel something in the D, especially early on in the season. Mm. I would never say that. But there was also a mental hurdle that he had to overcome with the knee and the stability and believing in it. And we're starting to see him. We're starting to see that elevator go back to the penthouse, where we're only seeing it go, you know, seventh, eighth floor, um, probably the first two months of the season. So I, I feel like, yeah, the knee feels better, but the confidence is there offensively. The issue is, I don't ever think we're going to see the defensive guy he looked to be. You know, two summers ago with Team USA, and then going into last season, those first six weeks where his defensive rating was a 103, you know, career best by far, and that's what they paid for for the max. Hmm. They they paid for that belief that hey, yeah, the knee was a little setback, but I can be this guy. Look at what I can do with Team USA. Look what I gave you the first six weeks, and unfortunately, you max a guy like that. You don't max a guy like this, and 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 I don't know if that's ever gonna. If we're ever going to see that again, I just don't. I don't see the want to play defense again like he did last year, and that's a shame because he, you know, he was never going to be a great defender, but he was could have been very, very serviceable. And and we just might see just an offensive guy that you have to put complementary players around, and he's a max guy. So how many complementary players can you afford? And that's a problem. That's the issue I always had with maxing him. Mm. All right, so a month from now, if uh, they are no closer on Lonzo returning and they're still playing like this, and AK and Eversley say, okay, we're going to try something else, who would be in? I mean, Vooch seems obvious because he's a free agent, but like, who would be in play? Would, would any one of those three, Damar, Zach, and Vooch, potentially be in play to go somewhere else, Joe? I, I think everything will be in play, but the, the issue is, all right, Damar DeRozan, I mean, just go down the list of the names. Damar DeRozan, probably your greatest asset. But he would be a team that would want him would be a contending team. Yeah. For you to benefit from that, you'll get something back. But you want a draft pick back, and how good is that contending team draft pick going to be? Unless they own someone else's lottery pick. Yeah. And there's a couple teams that that fall into that category. But that's a tough get. And then you're not going to just trade Vooch to some schlubby lottery team because they're all in the the, the you know they're all in for for the big French guy, and they're not giving up that pick for Vooch. So you're, you're just kind of tough because you're going to be dealing with contenders if you move on those big three, and what are you going to get back? Now, the, the one outlier in all of this is what if it is Zach? And what if it is, hey, we're going to trade you our max problem for your max problem. Mm-hmm. Trey Young might be a max problem in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You know, guys like that. And so could they do that and try to build a different direction? Maybe, but that, that just seems far-fetched. So they're really kind of they've really painted themselves into a corner and kind of hamstrung what they could actually do to to quickly flip this as, as far as getting draft picks. I just don't see it. Joe, thanks, man. Appreciate the info. Uh, happy New Year. We'll talk to you later. Okay.
All right, sounds good. You take care. See you, buddy. There's Joe Colley from the Chicago Sun-Times talking Bulls. We got some calls on the Bears and their situation. We'll take those coming up next. We got some trivia, as I promised for you a little bit later on. You're in review stuff. We'll have some fun, give you a chance to win some prizes. 312-332-3776. Carmen and York, we're coming right back. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Oh, it's good to be back. It's Carmen and Yurk. Uh, Sylvie and Meller will be down a little bit later on. They're going to do the show today, and we'll spend some time. We'll do like an extended crosstalk with the guys. Tomorrow, Sylvie and I are doing noon to four. Back together again. And then uh, we got a few hours together again on Thursday Holiday week, festive week. Bulls have uh, the Bucks tomorrow. And it's exciting because Giannis is in town. 312-332-3776. Let's grab some calls. Uh, as promised, Jake in Downers. What up, Jake? One of, the, one of the more evil guys that you could possibly imagine. But he told me. Who is, Hello? Jake? Hello? Uh, sorry about who's that. Who's one of the more... Wait, i got to find out now. Who's, wait, Jake, who's one of the more evil guys you can possibly imagine? we got to know. Okay. I used to... Uh, all right. I used to do... Uh, Paralegal work and do federal habeas purpose. Yeah, yeah. Telling, right. So, anyways, uh, I was telling my client who I'm I'm helping with a, a burst pipe right now. She's from Iowa. Okay. I worked for the guy who was the dealer for Tom Arnold and Roseanne Barr when when they were getting all that mess. Hmm. And this guy, he he sent me all his paperwork from prison, and he had kidnapped a guy that owed him money, broke all his fingers, taped him up to a. a push lawnmower what? and made him what? push the yes and made him push the lawnmower and mow his lawn for about six months until he paid off his debt. Wow. So you're talking <laughs> about an evil guy for sure. I mean who knew? <laughs> and he's talking about the writ of habeas corpus. Unbelievable. Now what did you want to say about the Bears in the NFL, Jake? <laughs> okay. First I want to talk about the the Denver situation in the Packers, mm. right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm gonna say that Denver should have known what it was getting because Nathaniel Hackett, isn't he the guy that picked a field goal against Tom Brady to go to the Super Bowl? I mean, he's he's no Dr. Evil of, of like, offensive geniuses. Well, and, I don't know so, if that was on Hackett or if that was more on, on Matt LaFleur. I mean, Matt LaFleur's well, the head no, coach. I, mean, I, I, I think that they – look, I think the, the brain in the room is, is Getsy, right? You know, he's the one that really is – you, you can tell that Hackett just can't control a game idea. Yeah. And I think he called that play. So, you know, they get what they pay. They're a disaster, the yeah. <laughs> and they're trying to clean up the mess now. Yeah. The second thing is, I, you know, I've been watching the Bears season this, this year, and I'm going to tell you why I, I have optimism. And it's a really simple thing. But go all the way back to Tressman, right? The, the line play, you don't see people lining off sides. You don't mm. see people doing blows to the head on a quarterback, like, in, a, in an important situation. They have discipline. And discipline actually wins games, you know. And I just, I, I think that they start putting the talent around the discipline. It's that's a good sign. And that's all I really have. To yeah. Say. Thanks, Jake. Um, and get back to work there. You got more important stuff to deal with. These uh, with the habeas corpus and all that other stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I think for the most part, I guess I would kind of agree that the Bears have been mostly buttoned up and pretty disciplined and. Like when Merck asked before, are we convinced about Ibrahim? No, not at all. There are things that really annoy me, like uh, consistently. Although he didn't do it this last weekend, which I was happy to see. Consistently, at many points in the season, in field goal range, running the ball on third down only to kick it. It doesn't make any sense, folks. 
You can't do stuff like that. This is in 1986. And, you know, stuff like that drives me nuts. It's hard to judge him, and it's almost impossible to judge his defense because of a lack of talent and injury. No depth, not a lot of talent, tons of injuries. It is really hard to judge his defense. But they've done well with extra time to prepare in a couple of situations this season. And those are the only high marks I can give him. I have no idea if Matty Berflus ultimately is going to be a good head coach or not. Nobody has any idea. No one. And the only positives I can tell you are that he seems in a, you know, in a year in which they're going to win three friggin' football games to keep them mostly buttoned up and together. And yeah, you know, they've, they've done some, they've done well with, with extra time to prepare. That's not a lot to hang your hat on, guys. I don't know what else to give you. I can't give you anything else. I, 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 nobody can. It's BS. If anybody's going to try to feed you anything other than, than that, there's just not a lot to go on. They knew they were going to be bad. They are. They're awful. The best thing to come out of this year is going to be the improvement of Justin Fields. That's it. More of your calls coming up. Merck, you want to do trivia too? Should we? Uh, yeah. You want to do some trivia? I, lo- I love trivia. Merck and Charlie don't know the questions. They mm-hmm. don't know the answers. So they can be your lifeline. You know, normally, it's uh, Yurk and I are the and lifeline. Sil- Sylvie's here too. So Sylvie can-, can be a lifeline. Yeah. Now that he's come down early... Sylvie can be a lifeline for people. He hates trivia. He says he's no good at it, but he's fine. He's going to be your lifeline. So we can do some year-end in review. Merck has promised wonderful prizes. 312-332-3776. Let's start lining up your phone calls. We'll play some trivia uh, during the 1 o'clock hour. And Sylvie's coming down early. We'll be back in two minutes.